Welcome to the Wildcast Podcast, coming to you from Wildcast Studios with your hosts, Adam Lund and Jeremy Boucher. Welcome back to Wildcast Studios for our Christmas episodes of the Wildcast Podcast, your unofficial voice for all things Moncton Wildcats. And as you can see on the YouTube, we are Christmified, we are ready. As always, I am your host, Adam, and I am joined by still the luckiest man in Moncton, your favorite co-hoster, Mr. Jeremy Boucher. Have you won anything this past week, sir? No W's. No W's. No, no W's. No W's. This week. Okay. No. But I, I can. Uh, I'm quite sad. I'm quite impressed. You managed to turn Christmas into a verb. <laughs> uh, I have Thank never you. heard of Christmas. Uh, Christmas. Uh, Christmas. Christmas. Christmified. Yeah. Okay. Christmified. Okay. That's, uh, that's, not. Idea, not. A, not sure if it's real, but I'm going to go with it. I've uh, never heard of that one, but uh, <laughs> we will. Uh, maybe we'll, well, Webster's Dictionary. We'll put her. We'll make an application <laughs> to put her in next year. Yeah. Uh, you know, if if you follow us on on the social medias, you obviously do. the The little one is now got a first shot. Yes, uh, we went there uh, Monday night. Yep. Um, we were supposed to go Saturday at the Coliseum, uh, but then we got an email from the school um, saying that they were going to do a clinic uh, at the school on uh, a Monday or Tuesday. So we decided to go Monday. And uh, yeah, so uh, big uh, big moment for for the Boucher family and. Uh, it's, uh, you know, it's, uh, kind of like one of those, uh, I don't want to talk about it too much, but I think we, uh, cause I want to talk about it a little, uh, later in the show. That's, uh, just to kind of, uh, spoil, Ooh, tease, spoil, teaser, uh, spoiler yeah. right. right there. So right. we'll, uh, we'll, we'll stop on that, on that topic and, right. uh, get into something else there, I guess. But I would like to apologize to our listeners, of course, for, <laughs> yes. uh, yeah, for, yeah. for last week, of course, uh, yeah. for them who's, uh, you know, I didn't realize the the chewing of Timbits um, would come through so... Um, precise. Precise yeah. and uh, volumized on the uh, microphones yeah, through yeah. your speakers. It's, it's uh, a work in progress, people. Yeah, we are... Uh, so I'd like to apologize to those who uh, had to endure the chewing of Timbits uh, in their ears um, or on their car stereos or yeah. however you watch us on uh, last week's episode. Yeah, you kind of forget about that as we're eating it. You don't think you're just you testing really them don't. out. You you know you're looking at the video like, oh, these ones aren't bad, not too. Big. But yeah, mm-hmm. you kind of forget that you can hear almost everything on the mic. Another thing we should try is that new burger from Wendy's. See the commercial for that one, the pub, the barbecue bacon bacon cheese pub burger. Or something no, on no, a pretzel on a pretzel bun. Oh, okay. Uh, so that's still around next week. We might do a taste test. Oh, man, she looks. She looks a nice, like a nice, uh, nice piece of meat between some buns. I tell you that. Uh, <laughs> I'm. I need the bacon mushroom melt from Wendy's to come back. Yeah, you're That's, big. You're, you're big on like, that one. This is getting ridiculous. It's been October, November. We're still waiting on it. It's. Let's go. Like I. That's my. What do you feel like eating for dinner when that thing's on? That's that's what I go for. You got it there. The happy hour. The, yeah, the pretzel bacon pub cheeseburger. Ooh, that it's does sound good. Beer cheese sauce, applewood smoked bacon, crispy onion tanglers, and of course, never forget the fresh, never frozen Canadian beef on a fluffy pretzel bun. I gotta say, if you're listening to this first thing in the morning, I think you know where you're going for lunch, and that's uh, that's Wendy's. Let's yeah. get to uh, some mass singer. <laughs> I didn't have it set up for when the actual part starts, but all right, we got uh, group group A finals. The skunk was finally revealed. Faith Evans, which you pretty much guessed the whole time. 
Um, I mean, I went brandy. I was. We were in that realm. You could kind of tell. In that round. Puffer fish clue was what gave it away for me. Uh, Puff Daddy. Puff Daddy, I'll be missing you. So uh, I picked on that one just like that. So, yeah, the bull, bull crap. I don't I have no yeah. idea what. I, it finally hit me last week who I, like, I haven't had a guess, a single guess on the bull. Um, I thought it was an athlete early, early on. But um, the, the latest clue package had some queen, like the one of the, what do they call the helpers there? The Men in Black. Okay. Uh, he was in right. it. He had a, a crown, queen-esque. And the, the when he came out and sang the first song, it sounded like Adam Lambert. He's got a very distinct voice. The second one with Jesse McCartney, not so much. But when you're a professional singer, you can change your voice mm-hmm. every, you know, mm-hmm. to, to your performance. So... I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with Adam Lambert as the bull. I know Jenny came out with it. She she thinks the same thing. So um, he uh, whoever it is, the bull is off to the finals and will take on either Banana Split or Queen of Hearts. Who we're gonna find out who that is tonight. I think it's like Queen of Hearts is Jewel. I I don't know who Banana Split is, but I think Queen of Hearts will be in the final. Yeah, I hope so. I'm not a big fan of those. Uh, I've never liked the duos. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called Mass Singer, not Mass Singers. Uh, so yeah, I'm not a big fan of the duo. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I'll go with uh, I'll go with the the skunk taking on the Queen of Hearts and the uh, for the is it the Golden Ear is that what the bull play? you mean? The bull, excuse me, yes, yeah. the, the bull against the Queen, the Queen of Hearts. Hearts. I'm not really sure what the, no the Golden the go- Ear is the uh, the guest tro- or the judges trophy. Right. What's I don't the, know. What do they play the for? mirror ball, the golden mask, the mirror. No, the mirror ball is dancing with the stars. Yeah, the golden mask, maybe Mo- golden mask. Okay, yeah. that makes sense. It makes sense. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, All right. so good. All right. uh, <laughs> good talk. Good talk. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, Monk to Wildcast, Instagram, Wildcast Podcast, now TikTok, and you can follow, like, and subscribe on the YouTube. Uh, no quick question. Let's get to some news and notes from around the queue. News and notes from around the queue. We had a trade this past week. Actually, we had a trade on Monday. Uh, Sean Stewart was traded from Drummondville to the Huskies for a 2024 12th. Not sure he'll report to Randa, but it's a, it's a good know. pickup, you yeah. know. Um, to me, if you if you look at that, and uh, that's makes that uh, return we got last year look uh, look pretty good. So. Uh, no idea if he gets, yeah. uh, if he gets, if he goes up and plays for Rouen, uh, it's, you know, quite a difference being, you know, playing for, I think he's playing for Picto, yeah. um, and which is kind of in the Anaganish backyard kind of thing. And now you're looking to go in Northwest Quebec. Uh, so, you know. Makes it a little tough when you're 20. It, it, it does. Yeah. Uh, but there's also got its advantages because, you know, every year you play in the league, that gets one extra year of your university paid for. For sure. So um, it's definitely something you should you should consider. And uh, you know, Rouen has been a very good market for for attracting maritime players because mm-hmm. uh, they do have you know um, an English high school. Not a lot of people know that. Um, so it's it's a good market for maritime players. Um, yet Brad Yetman, I think, is their coach. Um, you know, really one of the more up and coming coaches in in the queue, so uh, I think it would be a good opportunity if he if he did uh, did in fact report to Rouen, uh, but at the same time he's you know playing his back pretty much in his backyard, so uh, we'll we'll see what happens there. 
just have to decide if his love for poutine outweighs playing in his backyard. Oh yeah, of course. Uh, we, we've been we've been told <laughs> that uh, one of the best poutines in, in the in the queue is right across from yeah. the uh, by mall by a few people actually. Yeah, what is it called? The, it's not the. Uh, yeah, Glen, I, I Glen, never remember what it's called. Glenmore Arena is that what they play? I don't oh, know. the where Rand plays. Where Rand plays Glenmore. Uh, uh, it used to be Glencore. Glencore. Glen, oh, Glencore. Yeah. So, apparently, yeah, uh, it's uh, one of the uh, top poutines in the league right across from the uh, from the arena. We're gonna have to make that. I said that a few times watching the games. I said, Jeremy and I need to make this trip for this for this type of road trip. Uh, as well, Alexi Daniel was named Scholastic Player of the Month. Nerd. Uh, <laughs> just just kidding, obviously. <laughs> that was funny. I didn't see that coming in. Your QHL team of the week, uh, Patrick Gay, three games. He had four goals, four assists. Xavier Bargo for Shawinigan. Uh, three games, five goals, four assists. Maverick Bork made his return with two goals and six assists. Uh, defenseman Jeremy Poirier had two goals, four assists in four games. Kyle McCallum had two, had five assists in two games. And Fabio Iacobo, two and one with a 9-4-4 and a 1-6-3 save percentage. Yeah, Maverick Bork made quite an impact in his two, uh, two games that he returned just in time to leave for World Juniors. <laughs> yeah, which is like soon. Don't they go like this week? Yeah, they leave on uh, Thursday. They leave tomorrow. Holy smokes! Nothing better than that World Junior that takes uh, two it's weeks. A, it's almost as long as a QMGHL training camp. <laughs> just about. Yeah, yeah. He just got back in time to uh, him and Borgo. Uh, Poirier's there, right? Poirier's invited, or is no. it Villeneuve? No, no. There was a Sea Dog invited, wasn't there? Uh, do four. Do four. Okay. Yeah, no, but no Poirier, no, Vill- no Villeneuve. Um, <laughs> Joshua Watt. <laughs> okay, suck on that St. John's. Uh, yeah, Joshua got invited. Dinoyer. Yeah. Are you surprised LaRue didn't get invited? He's got next year. Yeah. yeah. Lucas Cormier, Zach Dean, uh, Lapierre, Olivia Michaud, uh, Louis Robitaille, who was assistant coach, mm-hmm. and uh, equipment manager for Bay Como, Brian St. Louis. There you go. So. That's not. Uh, that's a pretty good crew from, uh, from there. I like how they only took three goalies. Yeah. Uh, Brett Brochu, uh, Dylan Garand, and Sebastian Kosa. Yeah. Uh, I, I I would I would guess it's Kosa's net. Well, Garand's the returnee, right? Yeah. Uh, but no, Kosa's got. He's starting to get those. Uh, you know, he's first round pick, and uh, so I wouldn't be surprised. But Brett Brochu's no. No slouch either. So uh, I think they'll all get some action, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, so that's that's a very deep net. I like the fact they only took three goalies. I yeah. think it's great. Yeah, there's no point bringing four or five and having. Why bring of... four? Like why bring four goalies? Just cut one. Like, yes. Yeah. You know, it's these yeah. three. These three guys have been, uh, you know, outstanding all season, and so it just makes makes sense. Yep. All right. Let's uh, let's bring it close to home here. Weekly Rewind. Wildcats back from a three-game road trip. Not as successful as the last three-game road trip, but they did get three points out of six, which I think Denise poll, 76% of people uh, picked they would get three to four points out of the six, bringing their record to 12, 8, 3, and 1 for 28 points. Third in the Maritimes, fifth in the East. Uh, they started Wednesday with, uh, we'll say, bus legs. Uh, take the tape, throw it away. Um, nothing just kind of went right from the get go in this one. Uh, and they got, uh, 
beat down by Drummondville seven to one. I mean, Liam Kidney, their frequent recent acquisition. I think he had four points or something like that. Yeah, goal, three assists. He made an impact there. Um, they just had nothing from beginning to end. It was just one of those games where you just knew it wasn't going to be their night. <laughs> is there much to, is there much to talk about here? Uh, yeah, you're right. Uh, it was uh, it was a tough game to get started on the road trip. Yeah, uh, they were clearly not ready for this game. Uh, outworked, out. Uh, you know, I hate to say outcoached, but uh, you know, outworked, outmatched, out everything, uh, out everything. Uh, they just couldn't, uh, you know, couldn't control Drummondville. Another another city with an excellent Putin, if you ask me. <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, just a tough way to get going. And uh, I guess um, you know if I can tell you something good about yeah, the game. Yeah, I was gonna say, tell me something good. We need a drop for that. Tell me something <laughs> good. Tell me something good, girl. Twelve fifty three. There it is. <laughs> There's uh, the drop. Well, the younger Mercer didn't get a shout out. Yeah. Yeah, so we'll say uh, that was tell you something good about that game is that uh, Riley Mercer didn't get a shutout, and uh, of course the one to break the shutout was uh, you know feeling twenty two. Yeah, so, uh, that was uh, even better. And I went, yeah, I was uh, yeah that was that was a tough game to watch. Uh, yeah, I went to bed at five nothing. Uh, well, at four nothing, I was like, all right, if they if they can get the next one, maybe I'll five nothing. I'm out, and I literally texted. Five nothing. I just want LaBelle to keep a streak going and break the shutout. Yeah. Woke up to find out one of those two things happened, which isn't uh, which isn't the worst. Okay, you're you're telling me something good was was the Mercer, not the Mercier. Yeah, I was I was gonna go I was gonna go there. Yeah, uh, but um, it was like a one a one B. I just <laughs> I just see the the shutout as yeah. you know not getting not getting shut out as as being a more uh, good, good thing, because uh, you look at that. If it, if it wasn't a shutout, you're looking at six nothing. You're like, oof, damn, Ooh, yeah, damn, yeah. Uh, but yeah, six one. I mean, it's obviously still a, you know, still a tough result. But the one is, uh, you know, tell them Spider Man. <laughs> Everybody gets one. Yep, exactly. <laughs> um, and then you know, like we've said, uh, you know, broken record. After getting blown out, this team comes back. They rally. They played generally well. Uh, Friday night was no exception. We had uh, Etienne Moran back in the lineup. He got a goal, but the Wildcats go down to defeat 4-3. to three. And again, another quick overtime. Um, Can we just start denying overtime? Yeah, it'd like... be, well, it'd be a lot handier if we could get that quick goal instead yeah. of the uh, turnover. I, I'm not sure on the overtime goal uh, with Robodaw's rebound if it went off. Kalmakov trying to block it and then off. Philly on stick and in the net, but either way, um, I like the effort. Uh, they had the lead twice in this game, um, just couldn't uh, just couldn't find that next gear. Uh, obviously, we hope that um, William Blackburn is okay. Yeah, I'll... I haven't heard anything. Um, you know, I had the tweet that you could see his his own player pushed uh, push Cluche in, but when it, when a stretcher comes out, it's it's more than a, a penalty, and they kind of have to call it whether the guy was pushed in or not, but um, obviously I, I, I haven't looked or heard much, but I, we, you know, we hope William Blackburn's okay. Cause that nobody needs to see a stretcher in a, on a hockey game for a goaltender. Yeah. It's, it's not, uh, it's not WWE uh, TL, no. TL, TLC or anything like that. <laughs> no. This is a, this is a hockey game. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So anytime you see a stretcher, it's always, you know, 
you never want to you know never want to see that. Yeah. Uh, this is just another one of those games. It was for me. It was it was a a good a good effort. Uh, but you kind of nailed it where they just couldn't give her that, uh, you know, mm-hmm. they didn't have the, uh, that know, extra, uh, uh, yeah. Uh, if anybody's, that's definitely <laughs> not, uh, well, this show's getting, uh, <laughs> that's an art rating. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> bring it back. Bring it back to PG. Bring it back. Uh, yeah. So something good about this game. I'll tell you something good about this game. Um, I want to. I'll tie it back into uh, Etienne Morin here, because he. This is his first game back from uh, from the Capital City Challenge, and watching him during this game, I was like, "Damn, he looks tired." Like you could you could tell he wasn't. Uh, uh, he just wasn't himself. Yeah. Uh, and then lo and behold, who scores a tying goal? This uh, little sniper that we have for a defenseman. <laughs> so. Um, yeah. <laughs> He's going to be a freaking stud in this league, if you ask me. Yep. Um, so I'll tell you, that's that's something good for me, is um, is just how well he's played lately. Uh, and, you know, uh, I was I was hoping it would be a different one because, uh, you know, if uh, De Grossier didn't blow a tire going into that offensive zone, I thought uh, yeah. maybe that result would be a little different. Yeah. But, um, you know, we'll, we'll give this one to Moran just because he's – you know, literally came out of nowhere from, for, to me, looking tired, playing, what, probably five games in, in six or seven days. Something like that, yeah. Uh, to coming in and, and, you know, tying this game up to get us at least a point. So uh, that'll be my uh, quick uh, quick discussion <laughs> on the game. And you don't feel so bad losing in overtime with just or Justin Robidoff scoring real quick when he does it the exact same way, basically, <laughs> next, against the, the next, Islanders. The next night, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so exactly. just increasing his uh, his trade value, and uh, the team seemed to put it together Saturday uh, in the second of back to backs. Best effort I've seen in a while from the from the group. Uh, seven a seven two victory over the Huskies, um, who they had lost to a, in a shootout October twenty fourth. Um, that was just everything. Everything that went bad against Drummondville was in our favor this way, and everything went just right. Um, mm-hmm. Now, the Huskies were without their 20-year-old goaltender, which sometimes can make things a little easier when they had uh, Dorcal Madre, uh, who gave up five, and then Louis-Felix Chira, I think it was. Chira. Chira, yeah. yeah. Um, getting hey, his feet wet. Chira, Chira, <laughs> getting, <laughs> getting his feet wet. Whatever but, will be, well, will be. When he sings, you got to let him go. But uh, <laughs> Hey, Chira, Chira. We're good. All right. Yeah, yeah everything yeah. everything that went right could have gone right in this game. I mean, 7-2. You know things are going well when Connor Olsen's getting goals. Like when he's jumping up and he's getting goals, you know things are going going well for your group. He's not a, he's not a goal scorer. He's a defense. Like he's a defensive defenseman. It's a good thing when he gets his his came, goals. Came out of nowhere. Yeah, exactly. Like, exactly. Yeah, yeah, like Barbashev putting the shot on net. Like <laughs> yeah. you think it's a forward yeah. driver the net. It's yeah. Connor, you know, Connor Olsen. Yeah. Uh, Bobby Orr. Uh, <laughs> yeah, this game was this game is good. Uh, this is uh, it was a good way to end the trip. Yeah. Uh, you know, <laughs> driving home from Rwanda, that's like a twenty hour drive. If if you know, at least at least twenty hours. Yep. That's that's a long a long bus ride after a loss. So uh, you know, this was a, this was a good stamp. Uh, you know, good 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 team win. Uh, I didn't nothing really. Yeah, it was. I think it would have been a different story if uh, Rui had uh, their their twenty year old goalie Richard. I think mm-hmm. his name is. And, yep. 
but uh, you know, at at the same time, Moncton took advantage of, of their opportunities and and, and cashed in at uh, at every chance. But you know, Rouen still had thirty two shots on goal, so it's it's not like this was a you know, Moncton didn't completely shut them down. No. This was a game where you know Couture stood on his head again, make some big saves, and um, you know, if I were to tell you something good about this game, um. My God, I had one and I totally forgot about it. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Well, anytime your team can score as many goals as the Jacksonville Jaguars had points, <laughs> it's a good time. <laughs> um, nice little dig at the Jaguars. <laughs> so uh, yeah, that's my uh, that's my uh, something good for for this game is uh... touchdown. <laughs> That's that's a good one. I, yeah, that's that's a nice little shot at the Jags. And uh, you know, yeah, if you're putting up if you're putting up touchdowns, you're most likely going to win a lot of uh, a lot of games this weekend. Uh, we got two Quebec teams coming in. Uh, we get to see Robidaw, uh probably for the last time. With well, we'll probably see him a few more times if he ends up in a in a city about an hour and a half from here. Uh, in the four year on Friday in the rematch again, kind of a weird schedule. We played Shakutami at the start of November at uh, on the road, and then the following Friday we get them at home. Uh, we played Valdor at the start of December on a Friday. We're going to get them on Friday at home. And then the Victoriaville Tiger in town Sunday for the Skate with the Cats and the Food Depot Food Drive game. Patinez avec les chats sauvages. No idea what he said. Skate with the Cats. Ah, oui. <laughs> I'm actually going to the game on Friday. What? Yes. I love when the gold diggers come to town, <laughs> which is, what, four? Or yeah, is exactly. Kind yeah. of, you know, yeah. Valdor. It's, uh, yeah. yeah. So I love with the, I love the gold diggers. So uh, <laughs> let's uh, let's see some Robodaw. Actually, is, yeah, he didn't, he's not going to the Royal Junior Camp, so he'll he'll be here. No, he'll be here. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, yeah so let's uh, let's let's bring in some Valdor uh, some Valdor action, and I'm excited for this game. Got some some guests coming with me. Some Ooh, special some, guests. Some special guests. Some out of province guests. Nice. And uh, yeah, so I will be definitely hashtag in one. If we want to, uh, anybody who follows, what's the name on, uh, is it Ryan Whitney? Ryan Whitney says in one, or is it Paul Bissonnette? I am in one. Anyways, I'm not sure who it is. I don't listen to the spit and chocolates. Yeah, well, nobody should anyway. It's got a bunch <laughs> of Anyways, uh, yeah, so they say something about, it's a, I'll figure who it is. Anyways, I'll be in one at this okay. game at uh, Friday night. Got a vacation day. Ooh. I'm going all out. Yeah? Yeah. That's going to be, uh. Are you going Sunday too, or just Friday? No, 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 no. Just, 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 just Friday. Sunday. Yeah, I'm gonna try to okay. win that fifty-fifty again. Cool. Oh. Yeah. Can you imagine? Can you freaking imagine? <laughs> well, I took, uh, yeah, I took Ryan the next night to Bacomo game, uh, and he was he bought the same pack we did. Yeah. He's like, well, if you won, maybe I'll win. With it. I'm like, it's not me, bro. It's like, me. It's it's got it's... nothing to do with me. You can do whatever you want. It's it's uh, it's Boucher. Mm-hmm. You gotta. You got to bring him in. We've both these games are rematches. We've seen both these teams. Um, I, it's tough when you only see the team once. Uh, you know, about a month ago for each team on the road trip. Uh, I know that game against uh, Victoriaville was the third of three and four nights. That was one of the boring games, um, but the Cats found a way to win. And uh, it mm-hmm. just depends how they're feeling on a back to back because they have not been good on back to back nights and. That that's something they got to get figured out, especially coming into the second half of the season, where they're going to be an underdog a lot on on some of these back to back nights. 
Well, we said we said underdog a lot last year, but uh, I mean they managed to to get some wins that uh, you know I don't think many of us expected. Yeah. Uh, but it was definitely a different uh, leadership group um, last last year than it than it will be this year. Um, so I, I do think the second half of this season will will be a lot more uh, tougher uh, to get wins, uh, just because you know uh, St. John will be going all in. Like mm-hmm. if if Saint, I think St. John is going to have on paper arguably one of the best teams um, we have seen a Q team put together. Uh, like Moncton 2019, 2020, like with like seven NHLers? I think it's going to be a lot. I think St. John will look a lot better on paper than that Moncton team. Really? I do. I really, really do. Uh, I th- They have huh. the assets. Moncton didn't have the assets. Like No, they, they had a few homegrown yeah, ones. Yeah, they had a McKenna home. McKenna and Pelche and Vanoff. Yeah, it's yeah. not just not just that, but if you look at the cupboards right now that St. John has, they have yeah, two yeah. first-rounders this year. They have two second-rounders, I think. Then they got picks next year. Uh, You're teeing up next week's episode perfectly. This I is appreciate it. Their, I mean... Yeah, that's a lot of assets to go get. They've got, without having to sacrifice roster players, Yeah, they have assets to literally become one of the best teams on paper that this you know that we've seen in in years yep. uh, in my opinion so um it'll be interesting to see what they manage to pull off here professional transitions bro now we're going to get to our uh view from the other bench maritime round table edition view from the other bench So it's our yearly tradition at the uh, around the Christmas time. We uh, we bring uh, some voices from other maritime teams uh, and get our outlooks getting into the trade period. So we brought friend of the show and now marketing coordinator of Dairy Farmers of PEI, Aiden Northcutt, to look at the division leading Charlottetown Islanders. Aiden, how are you? Pretty good, guys. How's it going over there? Well, not nearly as good as it's going on the island again for another year. Yeah, jeez. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's. It's always a good time to be an Islanders fan, but it seems like a little bit more so this year. Something in the milk over there, I guess, is... uh, uh, Yes, use Uh, that. You can use that anytime. uh, This guy says it, but I mean, they do drink a lot of chocolate milk. So, so, I mean, you know, we had had your voice of the... uh, Corey Arsenault, that's what his name was. Uh, Early on, and, you know, I asked him the same question I asked uh, Jamie Tozer. If this thing doesn't go well... Is there a chance they move assets? This thing's going well. Um, what are you hearing on, uh, you know, possible acquiring assets? Well, I think you're, we're going to start hearing a lot of the the same things uh, that teams like Bathurst and St. John here locally are going to be hearing as well. That's, yeah. You know, it's it's you're, you're kind of in the middle of an arms race right now. You're gonna, teams are going to start lining up for those for those really big pieces. So, no names obviously specifically but i mean you're you're just hearing a lot of the the same like wow you know we'd love to see another top six forward you would love to see another this and another that and it's uh it's the same stuff i think at this point that every team wants to hear when they're when they're in contending every mm-hmm. team needs a top six forward every team needs that uh bottom four defenseman or would like to kind of beef up their fourth line a little bit so it's uh you're hearing a lot of that it's a lot of uh I guess at this point, uh, seeing what's available and at what price. 
So if you were put on, uh, I know he's, I, I saw on Twitter that you put out a prediction that uh, Justin Robodeau would end up in uh, in in Saint John. Uh, what's your, uh, I guess, what's your your silver tuna for the uh, for the Charlottetown Islanders? Yeah, the, uh, the Robodeau one might have been a little bit of recency bias because I had I'd just been watching the uh, the Islanders and Valdor game, but yeah. that that one seemed. Uh, uh, the more I thought about it, I'm like, you know what? St. John has the pieces uh, in terms of draft draft capital, uh, something that Valdor uh, severely lost last year. And I'm like, the two teams just kind of seem like a fit. And Trevor George seems like the kind of guy who uh, kind of likes to think a step ahead. And if he can add a high-end 18-year-old this year and can either move him next year or run it back maybe with a – a little more veteran squad, even though they, they'll lose a lot this year. Maybe he will. But as for the Islanders, um, you know, the, the name that I kind of keep coming back to because he really kind of seems like a Jim Holton type player is uh, actually was on the same trip. And maybe it's a little bit recency biased myself, but uh, a guy like Samuel Johnson, um, not necessarily a player by name, but the idea that he's, you know, he's an O2, he's a 19 year old player. Um, a guy who has is late leading their team points wise. I mean, you know, the box car numbers look good, but uh, the other side of it is that Ruan Aranda is kind of in a position where maybe they could look to take on a few futures as opposed to draft capital. I think that's the kind of the way it's being looked at right now in Charlottetown. It's no secret that uh, a lot of the assets have been draft capital have been tied up in guys like Patrick Gay and Xavier Simino, which have obviously worked out, but, you need to, to, to kind of look ahead and, and look at the, the players that are there. And obviously you want to win with them now. So hopefully a team will look at making a move later. And I think that a guy like Samuel Johnson, a guy who's playing top line minutes in Rouen and uh, would like all intents and purposes likely be back as a 20 year old could uh, you could get some, you know, give up some stuff for him now, uh, maybe pay the price a little bit later on at the draft, but then also potentially move him or keep him as an overager yourself. So, that's a guy that kind of piqued my interest, a guy that people aren't necessarily talking about, not the name that's being floated, but uh, that's the kind of player I'm looking for, for forward to Charlottetown uh, acquiring is not necessarily uh, the sexy name like a Robida or a Danoye. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I'm sure they'll be in on those guys, but uh, I think you'll see them if, if those prices are just way too high, which they likely will be in a, uh, in a Memorial Cup year. Um, You'll, I think that you'll see them look at a player like that who who might have some value beyond this year. Yeah, I mean, Charlottetown's got uh, a second this year, four, five, seven, um, no first or second next year. So it makes it makes going out and getting the big fishes a little bit more difficult. Um, you know, you talk about all the teams that are going to be lining up. They're looking for the top six four. They're looking for the defensemen. Charlottetown's got defensemen. They've they've got one of the best defense cores in the league. Um, Charlottetown. I would say maybe a third, fourth liner, but the guy that I want to, the, the position I want to talk about is in goal. Um, I've talked about it many times with, uh, with Charlottetown in terms of Jacob Gooby. That was going to be the, what, what is his return this year? What, what does he, he sat behind Welsh. He sat behind, um, now the name's eluding me. Colton Ellis. Ellis. Yeah. And he's, you know, he's 10 and five this year. He's played well when he's, when he's needed to is, if the positions get too, the prices get too high on 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 the forwards and the decor, is is a goaltender an ad uh, going into a, a a cup run? It's a good question and it's a very valid one because it's a one that uh, Charlottetown has definitely had their history with. 
um, when you look at the 2016-2017 season, uh, they were in on Callum Booth. I mean, that was kind of the, the famous uh, line, especially when it came to acquiring Colton Ellis last year. The team didn't go, wasn't able to go out and get Callum Booth at the start of the season, and they ended up having to, for, for lack of a better term, settle for a player like Mark Grammabauer. Now, Grammabauer didn't work out in the long run, didn't ter- in turn lead to the success, but they were able to kind of get... Uh, draft like draft picks in that back for him when they flipped him at the at the uh the draft that year but mm-hmm. i think in the terms of jacob gooby i think this is kind of the sink or swim year they did i i really liked what they did with uh bringing in oliver shatney uh as more of a player to kind of push gooby uh he yeah, it's been mentioned time and time again you know he had the matthew welsh in his 16 year old year he had colton ellis in his 17 year old year uh, he had a lot of, it's, it, you know, it's a lot of learning rope and a lot of great mentors. Paul Drew, obviously still there, a fantastic goaltending coach. Um, it, it's now time to kind of see what he can do, I think. And I think this is the year to do it uh, when you have a guy like Shatney uh, playing there as, as your 1A. Uh, seeing really who, if they're going to push each other and seeing if one player emerges from the pack. And I think to this point, it, it's both players have been really good, but I think Gooby has really risen to the occasion, which everyone was hoping he could. So I do think that they're, they're, they're set with their goaltending. I don't think you go out and acquire a European goalie or uh, in the import draft uh-huh. to just to trade for a pl- another player. But that's my opinion. Anyways, I, I could be proven totally wrong, but that's, that's kind of how I look at it for now. I think he's, you're going to see Jacob Gooby and Shatney battle it out into the playoffs and see who's really going to emerge as the, the, the number one. Yeah. Which is, I mean, Gooby's played well. I just, you always wonder if they're going to get that veteran backup. That's just necessarily there to, to be on the, to the ear for Gooby, you know, in the middle of a game on, you know, certain situations, but. Yeah. And, and maybe that's, that's still the case. I mean, there's, there's no reason they don't go out and acquire uh, maybe a 19 year old backup that's kicking around the league. Right. I, I don't, yeah, I don't, for sure. And, but like somebody who, who maybe has been around the block and, and could sit even like is fine with being a third, third string goaltender. I, yeah. I don't know. They're going to have to, I'm assuming go with somebody here in the short term. I'm guessing that, uh, Oliver Shatney might get called to international duty, uh, alongside Jakob or for Czech Republic. I, I couldn't be certain right now, but if he is, they're going to need a body there. To, and really let Gooby have his time as the number one with with no questions and, and maybe you'll see maybe you'll see what happens I think this these next few games as players start to head off for international assignment uh, are going to be really telling times around the league for what teams specifically need I mean you look here in trial town we talk about the number you know the bottom four defensemen well you're about to lose your number one defenseman in maybe the entire league in Lucas Corme and he's yeah. likely going to be gone for you know, five to maybe even 10 games, depending yeah. on how, how team Canada does at the world juniors. Right. So yeah. if maybe, maybe you're looking and you're saying, okay, uh, guys like Matisse Aguilar and Matt McQuaid who have, who have had good years, uh, maybe they're just not going to hold up in the playoffs and we want to bring in some veteran leadership to kind of guide them into the next step of their career, but also help the defense now. So you, you've clearly fought, you know, obviously followed the, the Islanders for 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 many years now. I mean, at what point does uh, does it get, you know, I guess do fans start getting impatient? Um, you know, this team's never won a championship, so but they've been close. Uh, if if you know, if there's no big trades this year to to really solidify the Islanders as uh, 
I guess as a contender, there's they're obviously buying, but um, at what you know what's what's not a success for this for this team this year? Like at what uh, you know if they're if they don't get to the finals, is it uh, would you consider it a disappointment or um, what? Uh, I guess from you as a stand, a fan now, uh, not as a, as an employee. At what? <laughs> what yeah, it, you know it's it, it's kind of different having you on the show as given a different uh, kind of opinion, but. Yeah. Um, at what stage or what point does it become uh, do fans be you know lose their patience with the organization? That's a bit different on the show. Not feeling like I have to tell a line here. Like yeah, you know, it's, uh, it, no, no need, no need to drink the Kool Aid tonight. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I I think at this point, um, I think the next step is is what fans are looking for. I think having a couple of years, you know, it's been talked about now because. Uh, last year was kind of the same thing. You made it to the final four, three of the last five years. And technically, if you think about it this way, three of the last four opportunities in the playoffs, because we didn't have a playoff in 1920. Yeah. So it's, uh, I think fans now see that like the stars of a line, you've, you've got a player like Xavier Simino up front that the team hasn't seen skill wise since probably Daniel Sprong. And you see a guy on defense like Lucas Cormier, all the respect in the world to P.O. Joseph. I love the guy. I love Guillaume Brisebois, but um, we've not seen a player in Charlottetown as dynamic as Lucas Cormier on the back end. Um, it, it, the stars have kind of aligned right now. you got guys, amazing pieces like Brett Budgel. Uh, yeah, like you mentioned, Uber Bennett earlier. Uh, Patrick Gay is having another worldly season right now um, and, and somehow exceeding the expectations that were placed upon him, which I think is amazing too. So, I really do think this year might be the big, like the time is now. Like we tried, we tried in 16, 17. Um, I think that was a big learning experience for that, for that team and for that staff in terms of uh, going out and buying. I, I think it was the, that was a big learning one, but they're going to learn from those mistakes uh, or not to say mistakes, but uh, learn from what they did in the past and use it this year to kind of, make a really good run at it i think that this is the time the kind of year that you need to and i think that uh you're gonna see that i think anything less than a, the finals is gonna be a disappointment for the team at least uh and maybe so for the fans but they also have full faith in the coaching staff and it's kind of said multiple times on here in holton we trust and mm -hmm. i i think that that's gonna ring true at, at any point both uh this year at the trade deadline in the playoffs and then going forward this year too so he's sending Lucas Cormier to the Canada camp with uh, some invites. Come here, play with us, you know, as his uh, yeah. his uh, his little spy, and and you know, hey, do you want to come to Charlottetown? It's it's this, it's this. Um, just Lucas Cormier is making <laughs> that team. There's no there's no if ands or buts. He's making that team. Um, just talk about the season he's having for for the Islanders. Oh, he's he's been incredible, and I think you're starting to see really what he has built upon last year the numbers got uh, you know i can say it now i don't work with the team the numbers were a little inflated last year playing against Calipax and Cape Breton. what um, <laughs> and and i say that with with again all the respect and love in the world for guys like cedric DeRusso and thomas casey i think they absolutely did deserve the recognition they got yeah uh likewise with colton ellis and lucas cormier but uh of all the guys who you can really see that step up uh despite the circumstances from last year, it's been Cormier. He's, uh, 
he's really taken a big step forward. The offense has always been there, but you're seeing it defensively too. He's, uh, I, I spent a lot of time last year. There was a lot of, uh, kind of opportunities off the rush when it came to him. And that's the kind of, that's what's going to happen when you play the style that he plays. But, uh, this year, it really seems like the defense has come a long way, and he's become a more complete player. And it's really, really something special to watch because that offense hasn't taken a step back yet. The defense is coming up another level. So he's, uh, he's. I'd be shocked if he's not playing alongside a guy like Owen Power on the top line at uh, with Team Canada. He's that. I'd be shocked if he's not quarterbacking the the power play unit there. Yeah, him and yeah. him and Owen Power. My goodness, what a. <laughs> wow yeah that's yeah. that's yeah, Jesus. western canada is gonna get the first taste of uh what we've seen for a few years and they're yeah. gonna be impressed with that kid <laughs> um yeah i guess last one here for aiden so we can uh yep. get you back to your uh your uh your, your life as, uh, as a dairy farmer if you, want, if you want to put it that way i don't know um it, it's over so it's all good <laughs> yeah right uh I'm looking at the cupboards here in, in, in Charlottetown, um, you know, for the picks the next next few years. Uh, no first-rounder in June. Uh, no first-rounder in, in 2023. No first-rounder in 2024. Makes um, it tough. Makes it, yeah. Like, it's, it's going to make it's gonna make things tough. Like, you're, I think the first pick you have in June is is a, is a second round from, from Schwinnigan. In 2023, there's, you know, no picks until the third round. 2024, uh you know, there's no, there's no first round pick. How is this going to work in Charlottetown? You know, if there's, you know, if you really want to seriously make a move here, uh, are we talking about, you know, maybe sacrificing some roster players to, um, before these big moves are made in order to build up those coverts? Or are we talking about including roster players, uh, like in these blockbuster trades to kind of make room because there's, there's, if I look at the, if I'm looking at this uh, this correctly, there's not much uh, in terms of uh, picks available. So basically, just tell us how this is going to work. Yeah, just lay it on the line. <laughs> You're no longer with the team. Just run it down. How does this happen? So in saying that, with me being not with the team, this is obviously purely guess, still as it always is. <laughs> but uh, my guess, and I'll say educated guess for the most part, as educated as I can be, is that. Uh, I think what you'll end up seeing is I think there will be some roster shuffling. I'm not entirely sure what that looks like. Maybe it's a guy um, like Patrick LeBlanc. Maybe it's um, a, a fourth-line guy like uh, like Sam Archibald. Maybe something like that paired with picks. Um, there is a bit of a logjam up front in terms of the, the players. I think this is one of the first years that I've seen uh, Jim Holton and his coaching staff use almost a full uh, – you know, have a full roster at his disposal in terms of carrying two to three forwards and an extra defenseman. He's usually always one and one, and then player gets hurt, and we're kind of like, uh oh. But uh, it's uh, that's kind of what I, what I see. I think you'll see a little bit of roster shuffling, but I do think that Jim is the kind of coach that uh, makes you know chicken salad out of chicken, you know what? <laughs> and uh, I, the the draft the the trade period I look at in particular would be the 2017 2018 trade period um when the team kind of outperformed well outperformed their expectations and were rewarded with uh jim going out and using the minimal draft capital that he did have to to make a move he was it was a little bit of a different situation there where they did have the that valdor pick first rounder that uh ended up being lucas cormier but outside of that there really wasn't much in the way of draft capital yet they still found a way 
to go out and get uh, Derek Gentile. They still found a way to go out and get Cam Askew, get Daniel Hardy, um, and and make some noise in the playoffs. And you can see see how that how that went that year. So I, I do think there's a way to make it happen and make it happen in the ways that you want. And I think that Jim has had the experience in doing that the last couple of years, where as everybody as we've always said, and and this this one wasn't lift service. You know, it's not a rebuild; it's a retooling. Mm-hmm. And I think you'll see that mm-hmm. a little bit of that kind of mentality at work here, where it's like, okay, what can we do with the minimal draft capital that we do have to get the most out of them? Yeah, it's it's. I mean, the only way I can physically see, you know, Charlton making a serious move here and making it work would be to pull off the trades like Moncton did with Bay Como to get Gabe Forche, where you yep. know you give out a, you give up a prospect and then you know a second round pick and then two thirds and two fourths, uh, but at the end of the day, really at the draft that ends up being the prospect in three seconds. Um, so you yeah. you have to mm-hmm. you have to find that. Uh, that fine line where you can say, okay, well, yeah, player A is worth, um, you know, right now I could give you, you know, six assets for for player A, um, but really at the draft we're going to turn it into four, but it's going to be four better assets, right? So it's uh, that's the only way I can physically see, um, you know, the cupboards being mixed around in, in, in Charlottetown to, to make – uh, to phys- to you know go I wouldn't say go all in at uh, at a St John level, um, but you're clearly going to be buying, and this is the way that the only way I can see it working out. Yeah, I tend to agree. I think you know this. I my short time in the league, I I got to see somewhat firsthand a bit of the 3D chess that goes on in terms mm-hmm. of you know we're going to trade you this now, but then we're also going to make this acquisition with this team and you're going to get those picks back and then I'm going to flip them to you. And then you're going to give me this, the draft <laughs> and the final price is going to end up being this player for one second round pick, but yeah. this is how we have to get. Here. <laughs> so yeah. I think, yeah. you're, I think you're going to see some of that. I, I tend to agree given uh, what's, what's in the cupboards right now and what's there for draft capital. And uh, there's also the other side of it is there are some, you get, you, you can talk about the, the prospects that aren't on the team. There's, mm-hmm. there's that too, kind of an overlooked, overlooked thing i i'm not as well versed on the islanders prospects as i was last year in the year, years past but i know that they're the team's really high on guys like anton toplinski and in fredericton and uh there's a guy who's playing a uh, 16 year old playing regular minutes in junior a right now for a strong yarmouth team mitchell wagner that i know that they they really liked last year and maybe maybe there's something there to be happy to be had I'm, I'm not sure but uh it's going to be really really interesting as a fan to see and to see these trades made and say okay well what what's the cost actually going to be <laughs> so, it'll be fun to watch yeah and it'll be fun to as a fan you'll get to experience what we get to experience going they gave up what to get what oh hang on hang on that's like you'll have all your your friends like they gave up what to get what no, just hang on to the draft it's not completely like you get that side now where you're like what did they do why are they doing that but uh, and don't worry about not being up on the draft prospects We'll have you back on near the the draft, and you'll you'll be able to study those up. Yeah, for sure. That works. <laughs> that works for me. I'll, I'll start doing my homework now, making sure that I'm fully well versed. Hey, man, we appreciate uh, any chance you you can give us time. And uh, yeah, like I said to you on Twitter, it's it's a yearly tradition. We got to have you on for at least some sort of roundtable. So we appreciate you taking the uh, taking the time to be on with us, man. Well, I appreciate you having me once again, though, guys. Uh, keep do, keep up the good work. Thanks, Aiden. 
Yeah, you kind of forget that Aiden's been on this show a few times as the uh, the social media guy, so mm-hmm. he's got to toe that line. And to get the actual fan perspective there, it's kind of different. Yeah, now that he's working for the uh, you know dairy farmers of uh, PEI, yeah. he's he's no longer the big cheese with yeah. the uh, <laughs> Charlottetown Islanders, but yeah. uh, he's still a he's still a, a he's still a good a good a guy. Yeah, uh, and <laughs> um, you know he definitely didn't milk it in with that uh, no. with that interview, right? No. Um, no, nope. you know, it's obviously we hope the uh, Islanders. Uh, you know, we uh, I want to see this this team win a championship. So you know, let's just hope they're you know the cream rises to the top here and uh, they can uh, take their um, you know make uh, make Saint Saint John uh, move along. Um, you know, out of the playoffs for uh, a little early, and we'll see the Memorial Cup, and we'll uh, take it from there, and uh, we'll see what uh, we'll see what happens. It's so interesting for that team, though. That you know, in an all-in year when you're going to go in, the the Memorial Cup is in your division, the Memorial mm-hmm. Cup host. Mm-hmm. Bathurst, they got the new coaching staff. They're going to buy. They're in your division. Uh, you got Quebec who missed out on the Memorial Cup. They're in your conference. Like usually, when you're trying to go all in, you, you're hoping that you're there's one other team in your division, your or your conference or whatever. So with limited assets that we went over. It's going to be very – he's going to be very strategic on where he's going to put that, whether it's a second goaltender to help Gooby mm-hmm. um, because you're all in with Simino and you gave up all these assets and you kind of got to go now, or is it depth on that third line, fourth line? we got a couple of those guys that could be here. Um, it's it's a It'll be a quite a chess uh, – 3D chess, as Aiden said, to, to figure out how Holton's going to make this happen. Yeah, I was uh, – I know I, I said some, some good things about St. John – Earlier, you know, obviously, uh, that's that's not me to to say much. So many, you know, good things about St. John. That's a, it's a Chris Dobson thing, right? True story. I, I don't want to butter them up too much. And... <laughs> Sorry, no, that one was good. <laughs> that one was fluid. Like you weren't thinking of that one. That one just came. That was, uh, that was good. Yeah. So you you, you know you don't want to. I don't want to talk too good about St. John, yeah. but uh, yeah, honestly, I, I really do think that. Uh, uh, that they're going to look extremely, extremely powerful on paper, uh, paper after this, uh, you know, after, especially after the World Juniors, right? Because, yeah. you, you know, these final trades, these players that are going to the World Juniors, these trades aren't finalized until they're until the tournament's done. January so, 3rd. Yeah. So we are, uh, you know, only a few weeks yeah. away from uh, seeing what the the final result will be in, in St. John. And uh, that's... Uh, and if you're the Islanders, Quebec, Bathurst, Schwinnigan, you're just hoping that they look great on paper, and they've looked yeah. great on paper for a few years. Don't right? count out Gatineau. I mean, there's, no. you know, they're, they're that's a team. They're they can solidify some some offense and and maybe add a piece on on, on the back end. They know they're they're not going to be a slouch either. Nope. So uh, this is going to be Sherbrooke. A, yeah, yeah, same thing. There's Sherbrooke, probably they're... yeah. There's there's six seven contenders right away. Mm-hmm. Sherbrooke, Gatineau, Shawinigan, Charlottetown, Quebec, St. John. Bathers, crazy, yeah, big. It's a big year, yeah. so uh, you know we just get to sit back and enjoy the show, and <laughs> yeah, and hopefully, hopefully get hope, some assets and hopefully and, win some games. Yeah, and Tebow, we trust. All right, let's get to everyone's favorite part of the show. Eric Murray, realtor, buy a house from him. Stick tap of the week. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Johnny. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I kind of teased it a little bit earlier. Um, I. You know, it's, it's I, I, I feel kind of bad doing this, but uh, I, I've got to give it to my uh, my daughter uh, just for, uh, you know, she she went to this vaccination clinic, you know, when she, we wanted to, um, we wanted to wait a few weeks uh, before she, uh, before she got her shot. But, you know, we sit there and we watch the news and uh, she just, 
noticed on TV that there was kids her age getting uh, getting vaccinated against COVID-19. And she was like, well, mommy and daddy, when's it going to be my turn? And uh, we said, well, you know, okay, well, if you so do you actually want to do this? And she's like, yeah, I want to. Um, so like I said earlier, you know, we are going to go Saturday to the Coliseum, but then the uh, her school um, had a clinic at the... Uh, at a clinic, so we we got her in there Monday night, and uh, you know she was she was gung ho. She was, um, mm-hmm. you know, Avery was the first one to go. She went with uh, two of her friends, Ava and Olivia, and you know Avery was the first one to go out there and and, and get the shot. So um, you know, as a father, you just you're proud uh, that she was uh, that she you know stepped up to do something like that. That's that's important. Um, and you know, Olivia was was second in line, and you know. Um, you know, Ava, Ava kind of, uh, you know, she was, uh, you could tell she was scared, but, you know, Avery and Olivia went, you know, went and held her, went and held her hands. Right. So that's just, uh, it was one of those moments where you're, you know, you're proud to be a parent and, um, you know, I'm just super happy that, uh, that it's done, you know, step one and then another eight weeks and, uh, you know, she's got her second. So, um, yeah, that was, uh, that was a pretty good moment for, uh, for the family and, uh, we're, you know, Megan and I are both uh, both very proud of you, Avery, and uh, we're excited that your, you know, your your life is uh, going to be normal soon. There you go. So uh, this one's for you, babe. The Stick Tap of the Week, sponsored by Eric Murray Real Estate with the Remax Avante team. If you're looking to buy or sell a Remax. home in the Greater Moncton or surrounding area, make sure to check him out on social Show media or give him a Country call Liberty? at five zero six eight six three eight eight zero two. Thanks, Layla. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we've never thanked her. Well done, um, excellent stick tap, man. Thank you. That's yeah. You, yeah. you can give your daughter one every now and then, yeah, especially yeah, yeah. when uh, they go get the uh, the needle. Not every kid wants to get a no a needle. No, we didn't know how it was going to be either. Yeah. Uh, you know, but um, it was just something that we didn't tell her she had to do it. She no. was she was just I want to I want to do it. I want to do it. And you know, I guess my only concern was that she would say that. And then get and there, get there, yeah. and freeze. Yeah. Um. But no, honestly, she, she, she. We walked in. There was, uh, you know, a, a gentleman waiting there. She's like, "My name's Avery. I'm here for my COVID shot." You know. <laughs> and I'm like, "Okay, so far so good." You know, you're. Clearly, All right, we got in. Uh, now we just got to get to the yeah, chair. Yeah. And then he's like, "Hi, Avery." And then like, filled out a little form, and he's like, "Okay, just go in this room. There's uh, four nurses waiting for you." And she's like, "Hi." I'm Avery. I'm going first tonight. <laughs> and uh, so the nurse is like, okay. Um, so she sat down in her chair, rolled up her sleeve, and she's like, okay, Brenda, let's go, Brenda. <laughs> Did she really? Yeah. <laughs> um, so that was, you know, at that point. And you point, guys followed her every step oh, yeah. of the way out. Yeah. yeah. So we were allowed in. And it's funny because this was the first time that Megan and I actually got to see the inside of the school. Oh. Uh, because last year in kindergarten, we could go in. But we could only go to the classroom. Oh, okay. We had to go from the main door right straight to her classroom. This time, we actually went into school. We walked around. We saw her classroom. We saw the gym. We saw the cafeteria. Um, we probably weren't supposed to be touring around the school. Obviously but, not. But, uh, you know, there's no security there to say, hey, do it. Yeah. Uh, so, now this was pretty neat. It was literally, you know, her second year at the school, and this is the first time we've actually seen <laughs> seen it from, from the inside. So that was uh, pretty neat. 
That's awesome. All right, we're back with the uh, Wildcast Wildcat of the Week. Rosemary Lynn Massage is back for another season. She's having a very special discount right now, 15% off for all healthcare workers and first responders. Just go to rosemarylynnmassage.business.site. Download the coupon until January 1st, 2022. Uh, and if you want to book a massage with her, uh, just give her a call at 506-830-1224. I don't know about you, but I'm feeling 22. Uh, this week's player had two goals, two assists in these three games, uh, including the lone goal versus Drummondville, uh, the shutout breaking goal, as well as the game winner against the Huskies. Um, his line, Kalmakoff, uh, with Kalmakoff and LaBelle. I mean, that line is just going. Um, he stepped into that role that Barbashev had earlier in the year when Barbashev got injured. They had 12 points this past week, but you can only pick one of them. The Wildcats went with LaBelle. The Wildcast Wildcat of the week is number 22, Thomas Auger. Um, That'll do it for us. I mean, we want to thank Aiden for coming on to discuss the Islanders' uh, trade outlook, uh, and we're going to do it again all next week. Uh, we have a jam-packed maritime discussion as we're going to talk to Pat, Gareth, and Jamie uh, about the Eagles, Moose, and Sea Dogs, respectively. Don't forget, Valdor is in town Friday night. The Gold Diggers, you'll see Jeremy there. And uh, it's the annual food drive game Sunday at 4 p.m. Uh, Victoriaville is in town. It's also Skate with the Cats. So get your tickets tickets for that one. And maybe stay tuned to our Instagram. Maybe I'll give away some Skate with the Cat passes. So if you're going to buy tickets and you got some skates. What is it in French, Adam? Whatever he said. Say it with me. No, that's uh, it for us. We. (laughs) See you next week. Thanks for listening to another episode of Wildcast Podcast. Thanks, Follow Mike. Follow us on social media at Moncton Wildcast. <laughs> Mike held the curve and you're like, thanks, Layla. And I'm like, fucker. <laughs> I forgot about that part, huh?